myself <laughs> anyway um we are gonna be doing uh, uh i don't know we haven't planned out how it's often we're gonna do this it's gonna be a sp- it's gonna be a podcast about everything sports yeah we also didn't plan out this first 20 seconds either so <laughs> <We didn't laughs> props to, much, props to <laughs> us we planned we originally planned to uh, you don't need to know you just need to hear the magic happen all right um it's magic <laughs> anyway for those of you who don't know, I'm Daniel. Oh, yeah, and I'm Steve. We probably should have did that in the first 20 <laughs> seconds. Anyway. We, we covered that already. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to start off this uh, this session with, uh, we're going to talk about football. Yeah, football. For those of you who don't know, football is a sport in America where you play with your hands, not, not your feet. Yeah, no, it's not that European soccer crap. It's football. Mm-hmm. Talk about that European soccer crap. That I don't you know. you have fun with that. I will. <laughs> Love noodles um, Anyway, we're going to talk about what happened last week, which is the edit, the divisional round in the playoffs. Yeah, divisional. <laughs> we're going to start off with the Saturday game: Saints, Forty Niners. So, Steve, what what are you what are you going to take away from that game? Forty uh, ers can play offense, definitely. Now, I, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think just they, they can, I think, sure, they can probably play decent offense, but they're playing the Saints defense. Well, I mean, you know, the question was whether or not they could participate in a shootout, and I think they showed that they definitely can play in a shootout. Well, I think every game with the Saints is a shootout. I don't think, I don't think you can judge them playing a shootout against the Saints. I mean, last year the Saints gave up like 40 points to the Seahawks, and I don't know if you know this, but the Seahawks are a terrible football team. Well, you know, they did a lot of it with Alex Smith, who, you know, everyone's been questioning all season about. Dude, everyone's been questioning for seven years. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he really, he stepped up in the clutch, which is what matters. Also, Vernon Davis. I know, the catch. Like a baby. The catch 3.0. 3. Yeah. yeah. Is that what they're calling it these days? <clears throat> yeah, they're calling it the catch 3.0. Like, exactly. Well, I just find it funny, like, in all this Tebow mania that happened this year, like, I remember reading an article, I forget who, and I'm, I hope I don't get sued for that, but <laughs> it was a really good article, it was about how Alex Smith, it was talking about Tebow mania, and how Alex Smith, in reality, is Tim Tebow, like, he wins any way he can, he doesn't, he isn't the best thrower in the ball, but he just, he just wins, baby. He's he's quietly clutch. That's what matters. Yeah, I don't understand how you can be quietly clutch when you have your team win, like, what, 13 wins was it this year? Because he's not Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why. Wait, we all met Alex Smith now, guys. He deserves it. Just Alex Smith everywhere. What I that know. means is you're a number one overall draft pick, and you don't show up for seven years. So basically, you don't show up at your job for seven years. I'll do that. Lego <laughs> well, Land will be sorry. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um. Anyway, aspects to take away from that game: uh, Saints can't play defense. Forty ers can score. I still, I still buy the Forty ers offense. As I will buy stock on that offense. There besides 
<coughs> Vernon Davis. There's Vernon Davis. Frank and Gore. Michael Crabtree, who likes to drop a lot of passes. Frank Michael Crabtree has the ability to show up. It's just wildly inconsistent. Um, well, that's 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 a good draft pick right there. Then it's, it's great. There's <laughs> no Darius Haywood G- Bay. I'll granted, tell you that. Yeah, granted, you know, he should be better based on where he's been drafted. But you know, he works out sometimes. Yeah, um, <laughs> he works out sometimes. <laughs> that's good to know. I mean, um, they've got Frank Gore, who's a really good running back. To- toodles to Frank Gore. I mean, that guy. Could you imagine being a 49er for so long and mm-hmm. just being bad? Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is what winning feels like. Yeah, he definitely carried that team, you know, for a while there. But now Alex Smith can help him out. I think he's legit. I buy into Alex Smith all the way. I just, I don't know. I think Hardball, the Hardball brothers are just coaches who can do anything with anything. That's they're, how I feel. They're both pretty good coaches. I agree with that. All right. So brings us to our next game. <laughs> Speaking of Tim Tebow, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Patriots and Denver Broncos game. So how long was this a game? I'd say for seven minutes this was a game. Yeah. No, when it was like 14-7, to 7, that was a game. And then, and then Gronkowski Brady. and Hernandez. Well, Gronkowski, I think his hands are like the size of my head. Like it's just like, I don't know how he doesn't catch a football. He's just so ridiculous as a tight end. So is Hernandez. Hernandez is big, but he can run too. And, you know, that was a little – crazy there with giving him handoffs and pitches and seeing him run like 45 yards. Well, I mean, if you're playing the Denver Broncos, like, what are you going to do? It's like, guys, we're like bored, and it's like the second <laughs> quarter. We already won this game. They don't forfeit. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, Tim Tebow believes he can come back from 40 points down. Spoiler alert, you can't. Spoiler alert. Well, I, I suppose it's not a spoiler now. but <laughs> Spoiler alert. If I could I go back like in time, Tebow. I'd tell him. <laughs> Speaking of Tim Tebow, coming out with the what was it? Knee cartilage? It was ribs? he. He ripped. I wrote it down. <laughs> he um, like hurt cartilage in his rib, um, bruised his lung, and then had like fluid buildup somewhere in his lung. I think. And it's like, yeah, that kind of sucks to play through. But you know, Tony Romo earlier in the year broke a rib, had it puncture his lung, and actually led the Cowboys to a comeback victory against the Forty Nine ers. And then so. the next week. With the cornerback threatening, he's going to hit him. Didn't they win? They beat the Redskins the next They did. Yeah, they, it was a close game, but they beat him. Yeah, well, D'Angelo Hall's stupid. So, you know, I don't really I don't really buy this, especially with, like, you know, Tebow and his aura of, like, I'm so tough and everything. You know, I don't buy this as a excuse for his poor play at all. I mean, props to him for playing through it. It's got to be tough. To Jesus. <laughs> thank, thank, thank Tebow. Thank Tebow. Thank Tebow. We played oh, through it. Thank Tebow. He's okay. Tebow traffic was so easy getting here today. Yeah. Uh, thank Tebow for my car <laughs> being all better now. That's thank for sure. Tebow for my car not being better now. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, in case you didn't know, it wasn't that close of a game. Um, it wasn't that entertaining a game. Forty-five to three, ten. For the four minutes we've been talking about this game, we've been talking about other things for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to the games on Sunday, which were uh, the, I know um, we have that Ravens Texans one, which I mean, judging from what I saw, um, you know, it looks like the Texans really dominated that game. They just couldn't get it done when it mattered, uh, and the Ravens squeaked out. I don't know. 
I mean, much credit to the Texans for doing everything they did, but you just you know, on a, a third string rookie quarterback. Yep. TJ Yates is good, but I mean, against the Ravens defense. Yeah, that's true. If they I had mean, Schaub, I think that would have been a win. I think if they had Liner, I think that would have been a win. Maybe. Because the Maybe. Would be like, oh, USC Heisman win. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think Liner probably would have given him a better chance, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's just. He was just not a rookie. That's why he's he's had big play. He has he's played with Anquan Bolden with the Cardinals. I mean, he has that. Yeah. And much credit to the Ravens' defense. They showed up with a good game plan. They shut down key point receivers and they shut down. No, they didn't actually. Aaron Foster had a pretty good. No, game. he had a pretty good game. Yeah, never mind. I scratched that. I think they just. I don't know. They played well. They kept them to thirteen points. I, I don't know. It was one of those games. Where I think the Ravens had it in hand for a while. I mean, the score didn't actually. It wasn't that close. Yeah. There's just one of those exceedingly close games. Um, moving on to the what is the game of the week, another NFC playoff game, Giants-Packers. What happened there? You know, I didn't watch the whole game. I came to your house after I got off work early, which, thank you. <laughs> thank you, work, for sending me home early that day. Um, but, you know, walking in there, with the second half, I felt like the Giants, they just, they had it. And they knew they had it. And the Packers knew they had it. Um, if I could pinpoint a moment where the Giants were like, this is our game, I think it was that Hail Mary pass at the end of the half. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, how do you, how do you like, honestly, like, Hail Marys are so ridiculous. But they've been happening a lot more than I think than they should. I don't know why. Maybe the NFL is like... As a rule, we're like a franchise that's an extra million point dollars, million points, a million dollars <laughs> if, uh, if they allow a Hail Mary to happen and keep games interesting. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, what was I going to say? I just, there's something wrong with uh, A-Rod in that game. Maybe it was the curse of an A-Rod where if a game really matters, he won't show up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking about Alex Rodriguez, everyone. I was making fun of the Yankees, for those who don't know. Oh, I thought you were making fun of Aaron Rodgers. No, it's good you informed me. I, I it was a joke. Was, yeah, I say these jokes. <laughs> you say these jokes. And then they're not funny jokes. <laughs> and they're just not good jokes. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers just seemed off all game. Like, I, if I can think of a pinpoint of a crucial like play that pretty much showed the tone of the game, it would be um, first quarter, Greg Jennings wide open, and Aaron Rodgers overthrows him. And I yeah. think that was a trend the entire game is he just kept overthrowing these big plays. And it's just like you can't – I sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not, but you can't win when you can't make good throws. You know, good quarterbacks, they have like this dominance to them when they stand there in the pocket. But with Rodgers, I didn't see it. I saw someone who was kind of shaken and a little scared. And I think – that it like his moxie just kind of ended in that game when OC he stripped the ball out of his hands. I I would say that was a big moment. Yeah, um, I just I just don't think he had it. I think there's games where you show up and you feel it and you're on fire, and I think there's games when you don't. And honestly, I think this whole resting your starters when you have a bye week sort of thing is just is just stupid. I just your your players get out of sync. I mean, timing's everything. If you take them out of a game, I mean, yeah, you risk them being hurt and watch someone get hurt in week seventeen. And everyone goes, "Why weren't you sitting him?" But 
I would rather keep my players on fire and going. I think it depends on the situation. Like, if you have a lot of injuries, I certainly wouldn't mind that bye week. Yeah, but the Packers this year are, like, injury-free almost, at least in my opinion. I, mm-hmm. mean, I can't think of any big time. Watch, I say this, and, like, they've had, like, a horrible year with injuries. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like last year when they lost their Barnett and their safety. Finley. Finley. Mm-hmm. Grant, I mean, they were destroyed last yeah. year with injuries, and they won a Super Bowl. Uh, oh well, it is what it is. Yeah, the Giants played a great game. They did, they did. I really hope they don't win another Super Bowl. <laughs> You're kind of a biased opinion, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm an Eagles fan. That's uh, yeah. more biased. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you for a dog killer. Uh, it's not funny. <laughs> it's a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Um, we got um, we're going to talk about this week's playoffs. We got the AFC and NFC championship going. I'm going to start with the AFC Ravens and Patriots. Ravens are going to Foxborough and playing the Patriots. I just shield makes shield meets sword. Yeah, um, Vegas has it as uh, Patriots by seven and a half. I f- well, I mean, Vegas picked the Saints too. I think. I think. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. Um, <laughs> it's just everyone loves a great offense, and you kind of ignore a great defense when that happens. Mm-hmm. But I, it's a it's a strong possibility that the Ravens are going to surprise people, and they're going to play good ball, and they're going to beat it. Because I think the Patriots – I'm not going to say I think one more time. I know I am all-knowing. The, the Ravens' offense is going to destroy – the Patriots defense. The thing with the Ravens offense, though, is they they get kind of weird. Like, you know, Ray Rice will disappear from their game plan. Like, you remember that Jacksonville game where they only gave him the ball like five times? Well, that's because they just felt bad for Jacksonville. <laughs> that's what that was. Like, I'm sorry, Jacksonville. <coughs> Here you go. Here's a win. Man, it, it, it just wouldn't be Raven football if it made sense. But I just... <laughs> There's no reason why the Ravens should lose this game. I mean, Tom Brady's great. Rob Gronkowski's a freak at like six seven, seven? Some, somewhere between six five and six seven. Yeah, I feel comfortable. I just know his hands are ridiculously big. The Sports Center says nothing else. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I think if Ed Reed's hurt, the Patriots will win. If Ed Reed's healthy, I think the Ravens have a strong chance of winning. Yeah, I think ultimately the Patriots win this game. Well, I think you're wrong. I will. We will see. I think <laughs> you are full of crap, sir. I, f- I think clear eyes and full hearts <coughs> cannot lose. And the Ravens have clear eyes and full hearts. But the Patriots cannot lose. Well, that's because they cheat. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next game, which is actually I think is going to be the best game of the week. Uh, 49ers, Giants. Defensive slugfest. Yeah, and Vegas has this as um, San Fran by two and a half. Really? They're favoring San Fran? They are favoring San Fran. Good for San Fran. (laughs) 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 Uh, No, I I would favor San Fran, too. I just think Jim Harbaugh is an amazing coach. and just um, It is astounding to see what he's done with this crappy 49er team. Because for as long as I've been attain, paying attention to football, the 49ers have been terrible. They've been irrelevant, they, yeah. They've been terrible. They have been – it's been nice seeing like, well, I mean, I am a Raiders fan, but I mean, at least we got the 49ers with us. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, it's, it's been a shell of what T.O. has left behind. That's how that's how I describe it. T.O. left behind the Fortnite. I guess. I, that makes sense. He, he ravaged that team. Well, I mean, he ravaged every team he went to. But going off topic, 49ers, Giants, I just think I, who I, this, this win goes to whoever's offensive line plays better. Because you got Justin Smith with the 49ers, you got Justin Tuck with the v- Giants. It's it's going to be whose quarterback is left standing will win that game. I think Eli Manning actually honestly gives the Giants a fighting edge. And it's weird to say that. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I agree. This game is going to be won at the line of scrimmage. Um, and this is from two football experts, just so you know. Yeah, we're experts at football. Just don't even question our knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess I guess we should go with who's going to win these games. I say this Super Bowl is Ravens 49ers Super Bowl and that the Harbaugh parents are going to have to pick favorites. I think it's a rematch. I don't want it to be a rematch. I know you don't want it to be a rematch. I don't want it to be a rematch. But I think it's going to be a rematch. I'm kind of sick of the Giants because they're always there. They're like, they're there. They're that good team that is either people talk about or just people rip on. And I'm sick of hearing about the Giants. Yeah, it's you know what? They're not in your division, so no, you don't not. you don't understand. That's why I'm sick of pain. hearing about them. If it was Broncos all the time, I'm like whatever, they're in my division. But the Giants, they're not in my division. Why do I care about the Giants? That's true. They're not even in my conference. Oh yeah, that's true. By the way, weren't you guys supposed to win the division by the Super Bowl? Oh, Moving on from <laughs> the topic. I'm just, I'm just wondering what happened to that dream team. I, you know, I think we need an offseason together. I'm not writing this team off until we get an offseason. I think you can't win a Super Bowl with a dog killer. He. he <laughs> in, in other news, he's actually getting <laughs> married. Is he really? He is getting married. Yes, sir. To who? Uh, his longtime girlfriend. Oh, okay. They've had two kids together. Good for them. I know. So, <laughs> so Are they allowed pets. You know, based on his actually, like I looked into this, um, he's on probation from like owning pets for like a year and a half. Is that legally possible? Yeah, no, he can get pets one day. So, like, the government can make it so I can't have a dog for a little bit of time if you killed a bunch of dogs, dude, guys. It's happened. <laughs> Freedom is gone. <laughs> uh, I guess we should talk about other sports. Basketball? You want to talk about basketball? I am so stoked on my 76ers, although they lost a bit of a – they lost a heartbreak. You know, there's more than just the 76ers when it comes to basketball. Uh, yeah, but I my 76ers are doing so good. That's good. Look, that's <laughs> one thing about basketball is it's an entire league. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I kind of. I kind of. I'm gonna go on a rant here for a little bit and say basketball lost a possible mm. long-term fan. One with the lockout, which I think should have showed the NBA how little people care if it's around. And another one where I'm. I'm the commissioner, and I'm gonna stop a big trade from Chris Paul to the Los Angeles Lakers because my owners are full of spite. Yeah, he compromised the integrity of himself and the league, David Stern, by blocking that trade and. Um, I think it shows that he's just lost his sway among the owners. I think it shows that basketball is not as cool as football. I do like football more than basketball, so also be baseball something. is cooler than basketball. What now? What do we do with that? 
I, you know what? I basketball and baseball, they're tied. They're tied for me. They're tied. Right. They're tied for me. All right. Well, I guess we should talk more about basketball. Um, Lakers and the Heat play tonight. Oh, they do. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> LeBron's hurt. I think. No, Wade is hurt. Wade's hurt. I thought LeBron had like a stomach flu. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this thing PG, and here uh, you are with. We can, we can, we can edit this. I think. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> no, but last I checked, Wade had like the injured foot or something. I feel like we should know this. I feel like we should do more research. Uh, yeah, no, we researched football. Yeah, we did. We did. We certainly did that. How about with the Lakers? The Lakers have been on fire recently. And by on fire, I mean Kobe Bryant's been ridiculous. Like, yeah, he's playing with an injury, too. That Chris Paul. Yeah, he's always injured. So Kobe Bryant. Um, Chris Paul, though, that trade was spo- that trade not going through and getting rid of Lamar Odom, that's supposed to kill the Lakers. I remember thinking, oh, the Lakers are done. And then the Kobe was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Bynum is playing well, too, surprisingly. You know, well, I'm Bynum expecting him. plays well. The problem with Bynum is he's not always playing. Yeah, I'm expecting him to get hurt. I'm but expecting his knees to go, I need a break. And he goes, oh, okay, man. <laughs> Uh, and then they break. It's always they always break. <laughs> New knees. Uh, let's see what else going on in basketball. Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio is tearing it up. So is Kyrie Irving. Um, that's all I got. I got. <laughs> we need to research more basketball. We we do. Note to self: research more than football. <laughs> uh. Also, going on to, I guess, other sports. We're going to talk about baseball now. You got anything on the baseball front? Uh, super stoked for my Phillies. Oh, what did your Phillies do? Uh, they re-signed Cole Hamels to a one-year deal for $15 million to what? avoid arbitration. 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 Right? I yeah, that's, pr- not, that's not how you pronounce it, yeah. Um, they signed Papelbon earlier. That was a good signing. I like that signing a lot. Yeah, overpaid a little based on the pitching market, though. Okay, he's going off the sidetrack. Because of Scott Boris and said super agents, every single baseball player is overpaid for. Every single baseball player. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue there. Scott Boris. I'm sorry. Um, I love baseball, I do, but there should not be, like, they were paid $10 million of guaranteed money a year. It's ridiculous. Also, I hate the Yankees, but that's a different subject. Yeah, hate the Yankees. Hate the Yankees. Go Phillies. Uh, uh, more on the baseball front, you davished this Japanese phenom of a picture who like who threw like a 1.4 ERA last season in the Japanese baseball leagues. It's crazy. That's like, that's like if you're hitting against him, you go like, can I just go home? Like in the <laughs> sixth inning, you're just like, you give up, you're done. Like you see him pitching, and you go, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. He got signed for sixty million dollar contract. But the th- interesting thing about that is, not only did the Rangers have to pay you Davish a guaranteed, I think that's how you pronounce his name, you Davish a guaranteed sixty million dollar contract over four years. No, the way it works with the Japanese baseball leagues is that you have to pay a bid to even get the right to negotiate with this guy. I think soccer kind of works like this with the transfer mm-hmm. system. But it, 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 it's, it's, it, there's this wonky feel to it in the Japanese baseball system where the Rangers first had to pay $51 million to talk with this guy, just to talk with him. That's crazy. And then they sign a $60 million contract. This guy is a $100 million pitcher now. 
That is insane. And this isn't like the Yankees paying this or the Red Sox. This is the Rangers. Yeah. Well, you know, kudos to them. They're really loaded, you know, with their starting pitching staff. And um, well, a lot of their starting pitching staff is young pitchers, which is good for them. Yeah, I, they're gonna they're gonna burn out those arms. Like that's a that's a scary trend that's been happening in baseball lately. Is these great young pitchers they come up and they just get overworked. Yeah, and Texas likes to work their pitchers. That's true. That's, uh, that might just be a Nolan Ryan thing, who's the owner of the Rangers. But I just I th- I don't see it keeping up. I mean, Matt Latos for the Padres was a beast, and then he comes back the next year and he his arm just can't his arm. Just isn't made up for that. I mean, I hope he does the best in Cincinnati. I mean, just because, I mean, it'd be fun to see a different team go in the playoffs and stuff besides the Cardinals, which congratulations on them for losing their star. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> but you just, the arms are burning out. It's like Mark Pryor all over again. Mm-hmm. And then in baseball news, my Angels, and they're mine, I own them, not. No. Yeah, he officially owns the Angels. Just a little known fact. Adam for a nickel is a sweet deal. Yeah. Um, signed Eric Abar, the Golden Glove winning third baseman. No shortstop. Shortstop. I'm about to put my foot in my mouth. Gold <laughs> Glove winning shortstop. <laughs> Gets signed for one year, three million dollars. I'd be kind of pissed if I was him. I'm not gonna lie. You get Albert Pujols coming in here with a 250 million dollar contract, and you're just mm. like, okay, here's three million. <laughs> here's Chump change. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, if I've heard someone offered me $3 million to play baseball and it was guaranteed no matter what I did, I'd, I'd take it. If someone offered me $3 million to do anything in sports, I'd take it. Football? Even football. Dude, you would die. I'll just be a backup. No, you'd <laughs> die. You'd still have to go on the practice field and you'd die. No, I'll wear the red jersey. It's not even guaranteed $3 million if you do football. Although I'd still get a good chunk of change. No, you wouldn't, because you'd spend it all in surgeries, and your knees would be gone. No, I'd, I'll just get down on the ground every time <laughs> someone comes near me. <laughs> Preserve my body. And they cut you, and you wouldn't get your money? I'd get some money. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> they would refuse to pay you. I feel like there's some guarantee in it. I feel like if you're Peyton Manning, there is, but not if you're not Peyton Manning. <sighs> I need to be Peyton Manning. I think I think that's what a lot of people would dream of. Speaking of Peyton Manning, uh, Rob Lowe comes out says, "My people tell me Peyton Manning's going to retire." You know, I have nothing against Rob Lowe. I loved him on The West Wing and Saint Emil's Fire was a terrible movie. <laughs> I don't even know who Rob Lowe is, but dude, you need to light yourself on fire right now. I that would hurt really bad. <laughs> it would. It teach you a lesson too about knowing pop culture. <laughs> Rob Lowe was part of the Brat Pack in the 80s. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was an actor. Oh, he was an actor. I thought he was... I guess I should... Hold on. Let me get a picture of him. But, I, um, I thought he owned that hardware store called Lowe's. No, he doesn't. You're so clever, though. You say <laughs> these jokes. And you think they're funny jokes, but they're not funny jokes. I'm, ca- I'm kind of clever sometimes. No, I'll admit no, that. No. I'm sorry, you're not. But anyway, he goes on. And apparently, he's friends with the Indianapolis owners, which is how this happened. But he goes on and says, Peyton Manning's going to retire. And I'm just like, when did Rob Lowe, when did St. Elmo's Fire Guy become the quintessential voice of the NFL? I mean, it's a little bit dumb. It's a man candy right there. I don't recognize him at all. You can't deny that's man candy, though. 
No, Anderson Cooper is man candy, my friend. <laughs> or, according to someone else related to me, who will not be named Mike, um, <laughs> Jude Law is man candy. We've gotten in fat arguments about this. Well, yeah, but you saying Anderson Cooper just means you have a white hair fetish. Right? He he looks like <clears throat> he looks like Ken Barbie, but human. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so good. I'm not getting into this discussion. <laughs> Anyways, <coughs> Rob Lowe says Peyton Manning's gonna retire. Everyone calls. What? Everyone calls Ferrari. Is that is that a phrase? I what? I don't know. What's it called when? Everyone cries wolf. That's what I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. And basically, it just a massive controversy. And if you're Peyton Manning, you just go, Wait, I guess I'm retiring. I guess. Because, I mean, Rob Lowe's infallible. Sure. Yeah. Um, honestly, though, if I was Peyton Manning, I'd retire. Just because he's had, like, what? Like, three neck surgeries in, like, the last 12 months, 14 Dude, months. I was Peyton Manning. I would come back, have a great year, then retire. But that's just me. Well... Okay. So if he stays on, he gets like fifty million dollars in like, what was it? Like some redi- like in a couple of weeks, if if he's still a part of the Colts, they have to pay him like fifteen, eighteen million dollars. Like, of course, I'd sign on. Here's the thing: they're going to draft Andrew Luck. Yeah. Um, and Peyton Manning's not Brett Favre, which means he could, he would look at Andrew Luck and be like, "This is come young Padawan. This is how you quarterback." Well, they have a lot of needs too, so they'd probably trade Peyton Manning. Um, well, who would trade to get Peyton Manning? I, the I'd Jets say could. The Raiders, but they already wanted Carson Palmer. The Jets could. The Redskins could. Basically, you look at an offense that is a quarterback away. Um, you can make a case for the Dolphins. Uh, Brandon Marshall and Peyton Manning would be a great combination. Mm-hmm. And looking at it from Peyton Manning's perspective, um, you know he doesn't really have control. Over where he goes. Um, I think he has more control than you think. What with Jim Irsay being all buddy-buddy with him. I guess. But in that situation, I think they take whatever offer gives them the most. And a team like the Redskins has shown that they're not shy to go after a star player like that. Albert Hansworth? Yeah, Albert Hansworth. uh, Donovan McNabb. Although that was kind of a that was kind of a fair trade based at where we thought he was at that time, um, and you know the Jets seem to me as an unpredictable sort of team with that. And so from Peyton Manning's perspective, you you know would you really want to go to the Jets or the Redskins? I would choose Jets over the Redskins. I'd choose Jets over the Redskins, but, but with that whole locker not, room, he would not mesh with Rex Ryan at all. Yeah. Time. So I think he should just retire. At this yeah. point, he's just... I think he should go and win a Super Bowl and flip off the Colts. Or he could do that. Because honestly, with all this Andrew Luck talk, dude, I don't think he's going to... I think he's going to be a bust. There's just It's going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <you just laughs> I don't know. Brave words from... Well, I mean, like, they're hyping him up for, like, you know, doing a lot of, like, pro quarterback stuff and having a tough team and having a tough mentality. You know who else was hyped up? Matt Leinert. Reggie Bush. Brian Bosworth. Vince Young. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell. Ryan Leaf. Cam Newton. <laughs> hey, I like Cam Newton. I like Cam Newton, too. Michael Vick. Um, you know what? <laughs> The, Michael Vick does not belong in Deshaun the same Jackson. category. Those they both do not belong in the same category as 
the Ryan Leafs and Jamarcus Russells out there. Jamarcus Russell is an awesome case of why you should not draft Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see, who else? Vince Young's also a good case of why you shouldn't draft Jamarcus Russell. Um, so bad news for Robin Griffin the third I think yeah I mean although maybe I'm just kind of like looking at this at a weird angle but he goes to Baylor which is like a smart school so you know I I feel like he wouldn't be as immature but I don't know he's the the thing about Cam Newton that makes him separate from Jamarcus Russell Ryan Leafs and the the big bus is um he's just such a freak. Yeah, he. I I I've watched games with him and he would like defensive lineman will go to sack him and be like, hold on, let me get this throw off and then you can take me down. It's just it's ridiculous. He's he's really good. He's really athletic. He's really fast. Um, and he's always smiling. He's like the Heinz Ward of quarterbacks. Yep. Well, he's happy because he's making a lot of money. Oh, I love that at the end of the season they started getting pissed at his team because they kept losing. <laughs> uh, there should not be a three-second lull in conversation. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. It's so bad. This is our first podcast, so we we deserve a break. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we could talk about we're going to try to talk about pop culture a little bit on this Shabowit podcast thing. The poor man's sports center. It's definitely poor. It's definitely a man. Men. Men. Well, no, Two man. Men. One man. One man. I am man. that man. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <coughs> did you watch the Golden Globes? Because I didn't watch the Golden Globes. No, I did not watch the Golden Globes. Uh, we can talk a little bit about the Golden Globes. just because. I heard Ricky Gervais was really funny. I... I love how he pissed off Hollywood with these jokes that just insulted people. And then they bring him back. So yeah, they like, just keep bringing him back. Well, because there's no one funny left in Hollywood. <laughs> they should get Stephen Colbert to do it. He was pretty good at the Grammys. Oh, Stephen Colbert would be great, but he's too busy running for president. That's true. By just way, like me, I'm running Colbert. for president, too. Vote Colbert. This is a message brought to you by Daniel Like Vote Colbert. Yeah, and... If you don't want to vote, Col- vote Colbert, vote me. I'm also running for president. Oh, God. You're not old enough, Steve. I already went over this with you. You know, I have a mentality that if you work really, really hard, you can do anything you want no matter what. No, Steve, you have to legitimately <laughs> be an age to run for president. You I be like I, 36. I know, but then there's that mentality which makes America so great where if you try really, really hard at everything, you can actually do it. Steve? <laughs> yes. Just light yourself on fire. <laughs> that would hurt yeah, so bad. That's the point. Maybe you'll learn something. I'd, <laughs> I'd learn that it really, really hurts, <laughs> which I already know. <laughs> no, you don't know. You're guessing. <laughs> it's a hypothesis. I, it would it may hurt. feel great. It, no, it won't at all. Great. Yeah, <coughs> more on pop culture. Um, Jessica Lang won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress from... The American Horror Story. I had some people who were happy about that. I guess she deserved it. I didn't watch the show personally because I didn't. It just it looks like a bad show, so I didn't watch well, it. Apparently, it's ridiculously entertaining. Oh, um, what's her face from Friday Night Lights? Uh, Connie Britton, the wife. Apparently, she's in it, too. 
Yeah, she is. She plays the wife of the guy, the main guy, the father of the family, the patriarch. I just know she's hot. Yeah, she's so hot. (laughs) We're going to stop talking about her to avoid offending the three female listeners that are probably listening to this podcast right now. Hopefully it's three. I hope it's three. All right. um, Let's see. Who else won the Golden Globes? I'm definitely not looking it up on any electronical device. No, none of them. Not the phone. Uh, Definitely not the phone. Definitely not the phone. Uh... Speaking of Stephen Colbert, Peter Gray, Harry Ludwig was attacked. Uh, yeah, no, I, I remember that. Or that you look like McLovin. Ah, uh, you went there. Meryl Streep won. That's who won. She won for the Iron Lady and being Margaret Thatcher. Apparently, that movie's all right, but she did a fantastic job in it. Then again, it's Meryl Streep. She wins in everything. Yeah, go Meryl Streep. I mean, what has she been in? Everything. Okay. Seriously, look at her filmography. It's ridiculous. She's like, I'm going to be in The Deer Hunter. She's I'm going to be in everything. She's that actress that I hear a lot about, but I don't recognize her. But then I've seen like 20 of her movies, I'm sure. Yeah, she's, she is a testament to all up-and-coming actresses. I tried to figure out a way to say that. don't know why. Modi Allen won a won, won a won a Golden Globe for best screenplay. Oh, I thought uh, I thought he won a Golden Globe for his lovely hair. No, don't <laughs> even please. Modi <laughs> Allen, <coughs> greatness. He, all his movies these past couple of years have been amazing. There's not a fault to his name. No, I never thought I'd say this in my lifetime, but Woody Allen made a good movie. I mean, like, a new movie. Like, yeah, Annie's... Not Annie. What was that movie? I don't know. I thought Zombieland was pretty good. That's not Woody Harrelson. No, Midnight's in Paris is really good. Woody Harrelson, my bad. You should um, find a reason to watch Midnight's in Paris because it's not a movie a guy would just watch on his own, but... I... Yeah. It's really good. It's about this, this narcissistic... I won't say narcissistic, but this self-absorbed, I might not be self-absorbed, this writer who is probably based off Woody Allen, goes to Paris and is in love with Paris as a fiancé and ends up, like, traveling back in time and seeing, like, F. Scott Fitzgerald and Ernest Hemingway. It's actually pretty cool. Um, I love the surrealist things that Woody Allen can bring to a screenplay. And I just like actually seeing a good Woody Allen movie. It's a, it's weird to see a good Woody Allen movie made, not in the 60s. Yeah. Um, the Artist is apparently a good movie, but silent film. Uh, Modern Family won another Golden Globe. Peter Dinklage, that's who I tried to think of, but I didn't want to think of it. You watch Game of Thrones? I need to watch Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is legit. I I need to watch it so bad. Anyway, the guy, the the dwarf who um who plays a big major character, Tyrion, in it. He's just he's winning all sorts of awards. He won the Golden Globe for it. He is fantastic. He has good actor work. But, um, he's just funny and on top of it. I saw him at Comic Con. Cool guy, really cool guy. Um, is it bad that like the last five minutes I was checking my Facebook? <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna make a comment. Um, Downton Abbey. 
people. I'm just gonna make show recommendations now since we're we're winding it down. Uh, Downton Abbey's good. You haven't watched it. <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, the shows that I would recommend, I recommend the BBC Sherlock. For those of you who like um, Sherlock Holmes, if you like the first two movie, the big movies with Robert Downey and Jude Law, the BBC did a revamped version with um, Martin Freeman and Bren- Benedict Cumberbatch, I think is how you pronounce his name, and they modernized Sha- uh, Sherlock Holmes. I almost said modernized Shakespeare. They modernized Sherlock Holmes, and it's actually it's really interesting. Yeah, you showed it to me yesterday, and I was I was entertained. It was a little slow at first, but I got I got entertained. I liked it. Yeah, just a warning: the episodes are an hour and a half long. Um, yeah, they're pretty. They're, they're movies, pretty much, but they're good. Um, let's see what else would I recommend. Downton Abbey, that's airing on PBS right now. That's really good. It's surprisingly good. Like I didn't expect it to be good. Uh, for those of you who like comedy, uh, Archer third season is going to be coming up soon. Yeah, I just got into the first season of Archer, which is a really funny show. It's so depraved. It's so great. So depraved. I want to be Archer so bad. <laughs> There's so there's something so wrong with that sentence. <laughs> something so wrong with that sentence. Uh, what else have we been? Friday Night Lights. We just got into. Yeah, it's a good show. Don't spoil it for us though, because we really like it. Yeah. And I just saw the first season. It's super good. So good. Yeah. So the twelve of you who are listening to this right now. Don't spoil. Don't Friday spoil Night it. Lights for us. Uh, let's see. What else have we been watching recently? We should really. More stuff down next time. Stuff yeah, down. no, I had a piece of paper with some notes on it, but I left it in your car. Yeah, that sounds like a personal <laughs> problem. <laughs> anyway. Sounds um, like the general theme of this podcast. Yeah, I thank you for anyone who actually listened to all of this. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I love everyone who <laughs> listened to this entire <laughs> thing. I mean, even if you had it on, listen to homework, thank you. Uh, we don't really have a sign-off right now, but I'd like to, for the final 60 seconds give a shout out to Sir Robert Ross, a teacher, uh, a teaching consultant, I guess would be the best way to put it, mm-hmm. at Carlsbad High School for the Advanced Data Program. Uh, he passed away yesterday, and um, I just want to give a shout out and say thank you so much for everything he did. Uh, he was such an inspiration and such a great person. It was an honor to know him in a, like, a moment of silence. All right. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm Daniel Leewag. I am Stephen Valverde. And you just watch, I guess, you just listen to A Poor Man's Sports. <laughs> <laughs>